A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long cave with a bunch of demons. You believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. he is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in his son. Right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Teacher of the Week, episode number 25. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast is just that. Every week uh, I talk about an, a different false teacher, and it's based off of initially, we're still in that initial launch at 25 episodes in, um, responding to each of the uh, false teachers pictured in the intro video. If you are just an online listener, there is an actual video to that song by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. Um, there's a, a video that goes along, which is just, you can hear some of them, the voices of some of the false teachers in there, Joel Osteen, Pat Robertson, Todd White, so on. But then at the end, I mean, it's just picture after picture of, of different false teachers. And someone in our church had asked me, said, I don't know who all these people are. I thought some of these were pretty solid teachers. And so she said it would really help if you could kind of break them down. So that's how the False Teacher of the Week portion of the podcast was born. Uh, just to talk about each of those, I started with Stephen Furtick because that was her initial question. She thought he was solid. Why is he a false teacher? And then I've just gone one by one, each person through um, 
the video. I did do one special episode about the Pope at one point um, during Reformation Day, and he's not in the video, which you'd think he would be. So um, that's the a little bit of the background on this segment of the Master's Daughter podcast and why I do this False Teacher of the Week. And again, this it, it, it was like I really enjoyed back in the day before he became Eastern Orthodox or Greek Orthodox or whatever he is now. But Hank Hennegraaff did his Outrage of the Week uh, and talked about different, again, false teachers and basically the outrageous things that they would say throughout the week. So that's kind of an also an inspiration for this to just kind of give an idea of different false teachers. If you have a false teacher that's not in that intro video that I'm not going to be hitting on in this initial uh, 40 episodes, I think, um, hit me up. You can drop them in the comments. You can shoot me a message on Facebook or Twitter. I still am hanging out in those places. I'm not leaving until they, they kick me off. I, I do have uh, a profile over on Parlor at Evangelical Norm on Parlor. I don't use it very much. I'm not a real big fan of Parlor and its interface. I'm hoping that they'll uh, get it up better, but you can hit me there, Parlor, Twitter, Facebook. I had MeWe for like 30 minutes on my phone, and I kid you not, MeWe, you got to get some some uh, some kind of uh, porn censorship. Um, understanding that Twitter does, I'm, I'm really rabbit trailing here, but um, I had MeWe for like 30 minutes and kind of searching through, checking stuff out. I came across nudity and gone off my phone so um yeah so there you go hit me up in any of those places uh let me know if there's any false teachers you'd like me to do episodes on and we will tag them on after we get through this and this will just continue to be an ongoing thing until all the false teachers repent and put their faith in christ that's our goal that's our hope honestly i i really wish i didn't have to do a podcast like this i wish i didn't have false teachers an endless supply of false teachers to do Almost, I mean, just in one intro video, the two and a half minute video, I have enough uh, false teachers to almost cover an entire year of weekly podcasts, and that's that's sad. So, getting to this week, week number twenty-five, our false teacher of the week is Juanita Bynum. So, this is one that a lot of people will see this picture of her and not really know who she is. She kind of she she blew up really big. Um, back in the day and then she she's kind of faded out and maybe it's just that I don't interact in the same circles that I used to that I don't hear much about her it just seems like she's kind of fell out of the limelight uh, more recently over the last few years but there was a while there where she was really a very well-known prosperity preacher and uh, false prophetess and and so on so a lot of times I like to give you a little bit of their background or their bio off of their own website. I kid you not. If you go to Juanita Bynum's website website and try to read her bio, there's some stuff going on behind the the text that it's, I mean, I'm afraid it's going to induce a seizure. So really don't go to the website. It's just, it's, it's really bad. I mean, someone needs to redesign it. If you really want people to read about you, Take the uh, fireworks out from behind the text. 
Um, so I'm just looking at uh, just different stuff that I've known about her off of different websites. So she is a prosperity preacher. She is well known for her. You give this much and God's going to return it. And, and just really uh, new and interesting ways on how to get you to give her your money. Um, so that's that's the, the main thing. But then her, her prophetess uh, ministry um you know, and, and it's not that she just claims to be able to foretell future events, but it's, it's uh, what does it say, um, quote, empowered with a special gift to really change the hearts and minds and the direction of people by knowledge, unquote. So that is a quote from her of what she defines as the, the gift of prophetess. So she was born in Chicago. Um, she has four siblings. Uh, both of her parents were preachers in a Pentecostal church. Uh, she graduated valedictorian from Saints High, a school run by the Church of God in Christ in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, a lot of different jobs, beautician, um, and she became a flight attendant, and that what, that's what brought her to New York. Um, she's been in full-time ministry for years now, um, describes herself as a prophetess, um, she kind of got her big break, her, her big, and I, I vaguely remember uh, this sermon that she gave. Uh, she was invited by T.D. Jakes to speak at a singles conference, and she did a, a sermon uh, called No More Sheets, I believe. Yeah, it's right there on the other page. Uh, no More Sheets is, is the name of the sermon that she did, and she, she used props sheets as props of talking about the men that she'd have relationships with and the the bondage that it formed and this became very popular among pentecostal youth and pentecostal preachers and using this and and there is a little bit of truth in there that there's a bond formed in sexual relationships between women and men and so on and you know and so there's again like most false teachers there's a there's a little bit of truth sprinkled with a whole lot of just not great stuff i mean i don't know i've never heard her hit like outright blasphemous heresies like little god's doctrine that that others do but she is obviously influenced by td jakes i don't know what her stance is on the trinity if she is a oneness pentecostal like td jakes is a oneness pentecostal then we would call her a heretic having a, a wrong view of the nature of god but for the most part i mean she's really just as a false teacher and a false prophet failed prophecies uh predicting things that were going to happen you know year after year she's one of those that is like this is your year of whatever you know it's 20 13 and when you add all those numbers up it adds up to five which is god's number four uh something right and so it's just kind of those things there's a lot of just vagary and you know it's just it's manipulation it's emotional manipulation i i can't remember where i i read it but um someone said she's the opposite of robin hood um convincing the poor to give to the rich and that really is, I mean, her, Creflo Dollar, um, you know, Benny Hinn, uh, the list goes on and on. I could, I could go on forever with different, Mike Murdoch, uh, you know, David Cirillo, all these different people, T.D. Jakes, who are very good at convincing poor people to give their money uh, to rich people. 
And so, again, um, an article written by the Christian Sentinel criticizing, that's it's one article that I read, um, The basically the biggest problem, quote, the biggest problem with her is that she's claiming she's a prophet. Um, and, and again, that is where we run into issues because when you start making these claims that, that you're God's prophet, you've got to be right. You've got to be right all the time. I'm going to do another episode. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get it done today or probably tomorrow afternoon sometime. Um, dealing with all the, the false prophets and false prophecies about Trump winning a second uh, term. And guys like Chris Vallotton, who, uh, you know, did an apology video and then deleted it. But it's, I mean, the Internet is forever. Once you put it out there, somebody's got it. And uh, so it's still floating around. But he basically apologized and he said, I'm sorry I got this wrong and I, I was wrong on this prophecy, but it doesn't make me a false prophet. Yeah, it does. If you claim to be a prophet of God, according to Deuteronomy, if you do not manage to be 100% right all the time, that's it. I mean, unless, you know, I mean, God used prophets and there were conditions. He sent Jonah to Nineveh and if they didn't repent, then he was going to destroy the city, but they repented. That was what God's intention was, was to get the people to repent, to use the prophet to cause the people to repent. And so, yeah, God didn't destroy the city because they did what they he wanted them to do. So you'll get conditional prophecies that Jonah wasn't a false prophet because, again, God sent him with a reason. But if you're making predictions of what God has told you, you've got to be right. You've got to be right. You know, they took it so seriously that they stoned false prophets back in those days. Praise God, we don't have to do that today. Jesus died to pay the penalty for that sin that if you will repent and put your trust in him, that you'll be forgiven. And so I don't have to take a stone and kill you as a false prophet because Jesus died so that you can be forgiven of that sin. And now you have the opportunity to repent or you can continue on being a false prophet and then you'll deal with him on that day. And you'll be one of those that says, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And that's, that's a, that's a scary, scary thought. Scarier thought is, is the people that you've led down a false path, having to hear those same words and you having to stand by and listen as Jesus condemns all of the false converts that you've created through your false prophetic ministries. And then you have to hear it yourself and be cast into the lake of fire. And I, and I, I lay that down very heavy as a, a very, very somber warning that if you claim to be a prophet and you're getting your prophecies all wrong, repent, stop, walk away from the false prophetic ministry, follow Christ and be forgiven. So there's, there's a warning that I give. So one little thing I wanted to, to, to show, and I'm going to blow this up really big so you can see it. Um, one of the funniest things I've, I've seen in recent history, and I don't know how long ago this was. I don't know. It's a, the date is August 17th. This could be like 2015, 2004. Who knows how long ago this was. But this is hilarious that I'm trying to get over where you can see me, but I've got stuff where I cannot move. All right, here we go. So... Um, Juanita Bynum is on Facebook and she is Facebook posting in tongues. 
This is and and of course she's all caps, so she's shouting, which as a, as a preacher she does. She shouts quite a bit. If if you've ever listened to her, that's that's what she does. So the caps are caps lock is uh, is very appropriate for her. But we prostrate before you today is intercession of our time. Yes, Lord, we take the case. We will pray, Father. Get him. I mean this. I mean this doesn't even spell out like should about a Honda, but about a Hyundai, right? This is not. This this doesn't even spell out tongues. This is just you know slapping the keyboard um, to to give effect. I mean, at least write it out. I mean, different languages that that are spoken and tongues is spoken. There's literally a, a, a syntax to the words and and pronunciation and stuff like that. So they should be able to be spelled out. Should about a hundo, but about a Hyundai. Can you can spell that? And you can go purchase that. Um, but again, this is just ridiculous. And then, I mean, she continued to do it, you know. And uh, so, yeah, this is kind of interesting stuff. I mean, these these false teachers are out here on social media. Funny thing, I, I wish I had actually done a screen capture. I, I can't find it now. But I followed her on Twitter at one with one of my accounts. I believe it was the evangelical norm. She's one of the few false teachers that hasn't blocked that particular account i have i have three twitter accounts where you can hit me at um at evangelical norm is my main one but this podcast has its own account the master's dog um so i followed her and she responded she sent me a a direct message something about thank you dear sister and i was like i just responded back i said i'm a dude and she said dear brother and this is that was it. I mean, I'm like, I have nothing else to say to you. Um, I I could rebuke her as a false teacher. I may just send her the link to this this uh, this podcast and say, here, um, all about you. And uh, so there you have it. There, I mean, just a little bit. There's not a whole lot you can go. I mean, we can go into a whole lot. We can go into her million dollar wedding that she had and then divorce later on. But um, you know, she had a wedding that she and uh, Bishop Thomas Weeks. Um, it had a, a small ceremony in, in Vegas, and then a year later decided to have, like, a, a real ceremony, church ceremony kind of thing, and, like, over a million dollars spent. It started out with a $500,000 budget, and she was like, she said she didn't, I mean, this is money that is raised from parishioners, from people that, generally poor people who have sent them their money, they use that money, over a million dollars of it, to pay for a huge just outrageously gaudy wedding and she said she said she did not consider it theft to pay for her special day so there again there's there's the last thing so that's it that's one to buy them guys uh false false prophet false teacher um charlatan uh fleecer of the flock and and someone to absolutely be avoided is she heretical Probably, I mean, if you dig deep enough through the sermons with most of these guys, you'll come up with some kind of heretical thing that they're saying because, I mean, it just, it leads that direction. Once you're, once you're on a, a, a path of false teaching, it doesn't get, it usually doesn't get better until someone's rebuked you, called you to repentance, and you turn around. But, I mean, we've seen that with guys even in the last year, 2020. We saw, uh, you know, a pseudo... Um, repentance from Benny Hinn and Todd White, but then immediately they turned right back to um, fleecing the flock. 
And so it, it's generally you can find the heretical teachings within the, uh, the false teacher. And it just continues to get worse and worse. worse. And uh, uh, Juanita Bynum is a great example of that, how she just started out with a, you know, it wasn't a bad sermon. It, I mean, it shouldn't have been a sermon, um, you know, but that's another topic for another time. But it wasn't horrible. But progressively, you get into these rings where you've got these multi-million dollar preachers, T.D. Jakes, and so on, and you just you ha- you get caught up in it, and you roll, and you roll, and you watch the snowball effect as it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And and Juanita Bynum is a great example of that. And it is teachers like this is the reason why we have to preach the gospel at all times, and we have to use words because they're necessary. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Um, until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.